Welcome. Welcome to Passion 2020. This will be our 10th, 10th session with Passion 2020. As you can see, Jeff is getting ready with Adamas, and we're ready to go forward. And we're here, of course, at the beautiful Villa Amio, inside the Chambre Pavilion with nature, totally surrounding us with beauty and grace. So take that good deep breath and feel into these energies, the beauty of all this. Take that good deep breath of life and let the energies flow. Be with it. Allow it. Let the energies fill your heart and move through you, making space and allowing for Adamus's message to each of us. That personal message, each of us hearing it as it works for us. Take that good deep breath. Take that good deep breath. Breathe the I am here. I am present. Breathe with consciousness and allowing. Stay with the good deep breath as this music plays, the music video. And hear this song as the beauty of the I am singing out to the human. Singing out to the human. Be with that good deep breath as we invite Adamus here for us. I am that I am, Adamus of Sovereign Domain. Welcome, my dear friends, to Shoud 10 of the Passion 2020 series. We're at absolutely the right place at the right time. I mean, not just here at Villa Amio, but we as Chambra, as a group, are absolutely at the right place at the right time. Let's take a deep breath with that. There's no mistakes along the way. And for those of you watching this at a later time, those of you who we, we call the new ones coming in, you're going to find this to be such a significant shout and, and the next couple of shouts so significant, kind of a turning point, a milestone, a, uh, the, the time of true realization. Over the years, we've had a lot of shouts, a lot of talks about many different subjects. And as you know, some of it is just plain distraction. Uh, that's all entertainment, distraction, uh, hopefully some wisdom and uh, good information now and then. But now these next three shouts in particular, we, we come to such an important point. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm going to ask that this Passion 2020 series that uh, we'll have 12 shouts total. So it'll be this month, June, then July, then August. After that, we'll start the new series. But these next three months of time are so important, so beautifully important. I know there, there are going to be the, the new ones that come to this a year from now, five, ten years from now, and they want to jump ahead to this one because they've heard all about it. They've heard that the Shaud 10, 11, and 12 were, were kind of the pinnacle points and they're going to want to be right in the midst of all this. They want to feel it and perhaps experience it for themselves. 
That's fine. Uh, they'll still find they want to go back on some of the previous shows because together we've built this. I mean, it's been it's been a building process. It's been an expanding and a growing process. We've done it together, and now we come to this. And then there's that big question, well, then what comes next after Shout 12? Well, as we've talked about in Kihak, there really isn't a, a what next. You know, the human loves to ask that question all the time. What next? Oh, they they want to know what's going to happen in the future. And if you're in Kihak, you know we've talked about the fact that there is no future. There is no what's next. It's all in the now. It's all happening together. There's no more anxiety about what next. There's no more concern about the, the future, whether it's your future, even the future of the planet. Those things simply go away. It's all in the now moment. It's all occurring together. And the outcome, uh, the outcome is something you don't worry about because you know it's imperfection because your energy is serving you. There's no worrying anymore about how does this turn out? How does that turn out? You know it turns out because it's your energy serving you. So yes, we'll, we'll do a couple more. I, this is, I'm going to call it the, the summer of passion. Uh, summer of passion. Uh, some of you who are on in years a little bit might remember the summer of love going back into the 60s, but maybe you'll remember this as the summer of passion. Finally allowing the realization, finally finally coming to realization, which brings me to my next topic. After uh, a cup of this deliciously good Kona coffee, I I've gotten used to it since Calder and Linda have been spending so much time here. Uh, I've been getting used to this delicious Kona coffee. Uh, you can feel the, the earth in the coffee. You can feel, you can feel the, the native spirits. You can feel the the island and the ocean. Uh, so I, I do hope they take a lot back with them so I can continue to enjoy this when they go back to their home in Colorado. But I digress. What's next is uh, I want to talk briefly about our dear friend Sartre. Sartre. Uh, many of you got to know him through the Shoud. Some of you had the pleasure of meeting him. He's beside me right now. He's here at this Shoud. He's extremely happy. He's beaming. He's, he's delighted. Uh, he's delighted by the outpouring of all this love and sentiment for him uh, from Chambra on your social media and just talking amongst Chambra. He never knew how, how truly cared for he was. He, he never realized uh, how many Chambra around the world um, knew him and laughed with him and felt his energy. So it, it's given him tremendous joy. You know, I, I do want to say that um, he, he was realized. Uh, and kind of the short version of the story, uh, Caldera talks about it some in his magazine article this month, but the short version of the story is that well, he's been going to the Shouds for years and years. And he was the kind of Chambra who felt that a lot of others were going to have their realization first. Uh, he just didn't feel all that spiritual or uh, that he was... Uh, at the forefront of what we're doing. He loved doing it. He loved Chambra, but he never felt he was going to be uh, one of the first. A few weeks before his death, 
is crossing over, but which, by the way, uh, and he's adding some comments here, which I'll uh, bring forth to you, but he's reminding all of you that death is very, very easy. Uh, there's, he's saying right now, there is nothing to fear at all. The, the fact is, it's much, much easier than birth. So uh, if you still have any fears or inhibitions about death, take it from Sartre, a man who just did it. It's very easy. Uh, it's very freeing in a way. It was about two weeks before his realization. And like Sartre, he was going about his business. He loved, he loved the earth. And I mean that literally. He loved dirt. He, that was his profession, moving dirt. He loved working in the dirt. And he loved the big equipment that he used to, to move the earth. But he also loved just getting his hands dirty. Well, he had been hearing a lot, of course, as all of you had, uh, about allowing. He knew the word allow. Uh, he, he understood this whole thing about relaxing into realization from a conceptual or a mental standpoint. But uh, like so many, it really hadn't been internalized. It was a thought. It was a nice word, a nice cliche. Uh, but he really hadn't integrated uh, what that meant. Well. A couple weeks before he crossed over, he finally got it, a big aha. He'd had a, a, a quite a few very strange uh, dreams over the previous weeks, even, even before that. Very, uh, well, some of you might call them upsetting dreams, and he was trying to figure out what that was all about. But it was really a final release. A lot of times you're going to experience that in your dream state. You're going to experience that kind of that final release of the things the dragon has been trying to get you to release. So he finally got allowing, not up here, but in here. And, and it hit him. It hit him. Allowing. It just means letting go, uh, uh, trusting in myself, in the I am, the master, the human all together, allowing a natural process, not thinking about it or trying to do allowing, but that's it, just allowing. Kind of like opening all the windows and the doors of your house and letting everything in. He got it in a huge, profound way. And then for the next couple of weeks, he just was, well, allowing. Uh, he, he was allowing everything into his life, no holding back, no trying to figure it out, no... Uh, no processing or any of those other things, just allowing. He allowed so much that one day, shortly after working out in the dirt, he came back inside and suddenly felt this swirl, kind of this warm, beautiful swirl, uh, almost like being immersed in kind of a warm, beautiful water, but a water you couldn't drown in, and a water that was revitalizing, and a water that was releasing uh, any aches and pains in your body, any, any old crap thoughts in your mind, as, as Hart would say. He was in this beautiful swirl, what seemed to last uh, at least uh, uh, over an hour or so. He doesn't remember what he was doing during that time. He was probably just sitting in a chair or uh, uh, be saying he was actually uh, thinks he was out on his uh, balcony. 
but he was in this world just in awe of what he was feeling. He, he could ne never had felt anything like this before. And then suddenly, well, like Sartre, he did the big, oh, crap. Oh, crap. I think I just died. I think I just crossed over because I don't feel my body, at least not in the way I did before. I'm not having uh, conflict thoughts in my brain. Everything is just together. Everything is in a sense of oneness, but not oneness on the outside, oneness on the inside. Everything was in a state of perfection and beingness, but not a perfection that the mind could ever concoct, but it was just all there. Suddenly he felt absolutely, totally free. But yet he was saying, oh crap, I think I just crossed over because literally he started to see his body laying on the floor. He'd had His body had a heart attack. And he was released from his body, found himself now in this beautiful but altered state. And found himself actually uh, wondering uh, exactly what was going on, not really knowing, uh, wondering if he was dead. And, and it soon became apparent to him that he was. He was, because suddenly I was there. Tobias was there. Kuthumi and so many of the others were there. And when he saw FM, the one previously known as John Kaderka, he knew he had probably crossed over. And then it was actually Doxy, Doxy, who also crossed over recently, that kind of confirmed him. So you're with us now. You're no longer on earth. You're with us. Well, as he would do, as Sartre would do, he had a couple of, oh, crap, oh, crap. You know, thinking of all the stuff that he had kind of left behind. Unfinished business. Oh, crap. What am I going to do? But then he broke out in his huge Sartre laughter and said, it doesn't matter. It'll take care of itself. It doesn't matter. So in some of the, my early conversations with Sartre, before he even got to the Ascended Masters Club, one of the things that he pointed out, and he wanted me to remind, uh, he wants me to remind all of you about right now, is uh, something I, I, uh, perhaps um, I should have thought of, but he said, have some sort of reconnection object. You see, because when you hit your realization, when you come to that moment, it is beyond words in terms of the beauty of yourself, the love of yourself. And it is so easy to just transcend at that time. I mean, through death to transcend. So our dear Sartre said, have, have, a, have a word or a phrase uh, like, oh crap, you know, to get you back in the body if you choose to stay. If you choose to stay on the planet or a reconnection object, you know, we've done that in Dreamwalker Death, have something that gets you back from the other realm, something you can relate to, maybe a, a, you know, a favorite um, a toy or a favorite uh, music instrument or something like that. But uh, it's probably a good reminder because so many of you are going to be faced with this in the next three months, coming to realization shedding the last of the internal conflicts and the imbalances and bringing in so much of your light body. And 
you come to that point, it is so sensual and seductive, so beautiful, you do wonder why would I possibly stay? Why? Earth, uh, being in the human form, is kind of tough, has been tough anyway. The vibrations of Earth are so very, very challenging. Uh, one of the things that Sartre went through uh, when he departed was a feeling he was in a decompression chamber. Uh, he felt himself there for uh, quite a long period of time, decompressing because you see you're so compressed and condensed when you're on this planet in human form. So he said, have that word, that phrase, something that calls you back to your human self. You see, he actually never really thought about it in death, what, what would happen. He, he never really thought about, do I want to stay or leave? He just, he didn't think he was going to die. He didn't think he was going to be realized either. And that's such an important point for all of you. You may not think it's going to happen right away, that it might be somebody else. But he says, be prepared right now. Make the choice right now, because uh, the choice if you're going to stay in human form, because it's so seductive when you get to that point of realization to just say, I'm done. And I'm feeling such immense beauty and creativity right now. Why go back? Why go back? Because I know your human and even your master would love to do that. Uh, why go back? Because you want to be here right now on the planet at this time of machines. Uh, it's also the time of the virus. Why go back? Because you've planned this for so very long. It's not that you have to stay for a long, long period unless you choose to, but ask yourself right now, as, as Sartre admonishes you to do, ask yourself as the, the human, are you choosing to go back? And uh, he, he's also adding right now, uh, they, they have taken out the, the chair that was here. I was going to have Sartre sit in it, but that, that's fine. Uh, let's get Sartre's chair back, if you wouldn't mind, dear Linda. I know you normally sit in it, but um, we've, we've, got a, we've got a guest this month, if you don't mind Sartre sitting here. Sartre is saying, consider it now, uh, like he did not do. And perhaps it's one of the greatest values of Sartre's Crossing is uh, he can share some of these things with you. He, he went through them and now he can say, sitting right here now as a human, do you want to stay? Uh, and if you say, I'm not really sure, you're going to find yourself kind of like what happened to him, just literally uh, with the, all the beautiful, sensual energies literally going out of your body, even, even if you're trying not to. So, do you want to stay? And also he's saying to all of you, he's saying, I, I didn't think I was going to be realized uh, in front of so many of the rest of you. And, and again, this is not a competition, but he just thought he'd maybe be on the tail end of a lot of Chambra. Uh, not that he thought bad about himself, but he just admired so many of you and felt that you were already walking masters and that he was still learning from you, but he's saying, it just happens, it just happens, and suddenly you're realized, suddenly you're allowing, suddenly you're there. And be prepared for it now, because it is going to happen. He, I, I think one of the biggest shocks to Sartre was that suddenly he was realized. 
you're not all going to experience it in the way he did. I'm not speaking about the death part, but uh, about uh, uh, suddenly getting allowing. You, you all experience it in different ways, but be ready for it now. Be prepared. Isn't, isn't that true? He said, oh, crap, yes. And then have that reconnection object uh, or phrase that brings you back here. And he's saying that it's still going to be a struggle. You're still, there's still going to be this very sensual force that seems to be uh, taking you away from the planet. But ultimately, if you're clear right now on what you want to do, then you'll end up staying. And he's saying, he's, well, he's really asking all of you to stay, if possible. There's no wrong if you show up on the other side, nothing wrong at all, but he's asking you to stay because right now is such an important time on the planet. So uh, thanks to Sart for uh, your experiences and sharing them. And uh, we do want to share a little story when after he crossed over, after a little bit of uh, getting acclimated, realizing that he had truly crossed uh, over, uh, we brought him up to the Ascended Masters Club. Now, we put on quite a celebration, quite a celebration. And this one was one of the biggest yet, because we knew with Sart coming to the Ascended Masters Club, we knew that, uh, that we would have stories, that we would be laughing day and night that he would have us uh, so much that our bellies hurt and our faces hurt from smiling and laughing. And indeed, that's proven to be true. But, but we got him first. When he came through the doors of the Ascended Masters Club, he was, he was in awe. He d didn't even know if he was really worthy of it, but we told him he was. He was in awe. Uh, of him being there, of this magnificent place of nearly 10,000 ascended masters gathered to welcome him as they will to gather you. And as he walked in the door, he could feel the energies from all the ascended masters going back hundreds of thousands of years. And, and then some of the more contemporary ones, the, the ones he knew like Doxy and FM and some of the others were, were there at his side. And they kind of uh, parted the way so he could see into this, this huge gathering in the Grand Hall of all of the Ascended Masters. And wouldn't you know it, they all had on the T-shirt that he was famous for. Maybe we could put a shot of that on the screen. They were all wearing his uh, what looked like Russian lettering T-shirt that when folded said, fuck off. And that was his welcome reception at the Ascended Masters Club. He laughed and he laughed and he laughed, and he knew now he was at home. He's been entertaining us for these past few days. Uh, I literally had to drag him out of the Ascended Masters Club to be here today to remind him that it was Shao Day back on the planet. But he's in a good place. He's going to be around. He's, um, he's had fun reconnecting with some of the ones that he knew here in human form that some chamber that are now on the other side and there's kind of even developing within the ascended masters club kind of a little uh chambra uh niche a little click of those who were actually chambra there's not a whole lot thankfully uh, but there are some so it's getting to be kind of a the elite organization of the ascended masters those 
who could call themselves Chambra. So let's take a deep breath with that. Thank you, dear Sart, and thank you for sharing your stories and your lessons here and also with Calder and the magazine. Let's get on to the business at hand. Let's do a little review first of this time that you live in. It is the time of machines when technology is shaping the world. It is the time of the virus. The virus is the very thing that's causing kind of a, a sh the shift to take place. It's not uh, having to happen through riots and wars and violence and even huge earth changes. It's happening in rather subtle ways, rather beautiful ways in some respects. Uh, many have died, but they were truly ready to go. What we have is uh, a convergence that has taken place in these past few months, bringing changes faster than any other time I'm aware of. We had the closing of the order of the ark. We had the calling home of all angelic beings other than the human beings to their angelic families. We had the ungrouping of the angelic families. We had the restriction on alien interference on the planet so that humans didn't have all of these outside energies. And even that has had a profound effect in a very, very short period of time. So all this is taking place on the planet. And most are not aware yet of the enormity of the changes that are taking place because a lot of the adjustments are very subtle, very, very quiet. A lot of people have gone into their homes and into themselves and really not tapped into what's happening on the planet. I'm going to talk about it a lot more in Pronost Update 2020 that we're going to be doing sooner than later because I'd like to talk about, well, for instance, the economy. Now, if you're watching the economy, you see the markets going down, you see uh, some scarcity in certain items, a lot of unemployment, but that's not the story. The story is, is the planet emerges out of this virus period that there is going to be enough inspiration and desire to shift the economic basis on the planet. The current economy, uh, the way the economies work on the planet, is about 500 years old. And it's all growth-oriented. It's about uh, growing, grow, growing, uh, becoming more prosperous, growing markets, producing more, selling more. That's going to change for the better, for the better. We go from a growth-oriented economy to a consciousness-oriented economy. There'll still be the bottom line factor because people will still have to balance their books, but they'll find that the energy comes in in different ways uh, than they're used to, uh, much more conscious than ever before. And not all companies right away, but a few, and then more, and then more will start. And then some countries right now, smaller countries uh, that are relatively balanced and prop prosperous are going to develop some of the templates for the new conscious economies of the nations of the planet. And some will be slow to adapt them, of course, but there'll be enough that start switching over to a conscious economy rather than uh, a growth economy. 
On the growth economy, there, it wasn't a thing that was good or bad. It just was. It was about growing the planet, and that certainly has been done. But now it's about the planet becoming more conscious and aware and sensitive to the needs of humans rather than just to the growth of the planet. There's been tremendous changes while you were asleep or while you were at home in these past few months, just in the uh, technology cycles, new discoveries that haven't even come out yet that are going to be making their way uh, to the planet. And some that will serve humans so well and others that uh, are questionable. I know many of you are already wondering about the chipping, you know, getting implanted with a chip. Uh, don't panic. Don't, don't go into conspiracy. Uh, we're going to be talking about all of these things as we continue with our series and things like Kihak. So uh, don't fret about them. In a way, I'm going to say you're going to be immune to a lot of those things. You're experiencing a planet in the greatest time of change and perhaps what I would call the quietest change ever. But the changes are real and significant and it's happening for a reason. There's a synchronicity to it. Uh, but before I get to that, let's talk about you. You delayed your realization until this time of the machines, until now. You delayed it. It could have happened a lifetime or two ago. You delayed it until now, until, I mean, right now. And look at the look at the synchronicity with all of this happening on the planet, the planet quieting down. This group of Chambra starting to come to real realization right now. The time you've had to yourself at home uh, with the quiet, the, the quiet on the planet has been so beneficial to you coming to your own realization. So it's absolutely the perfect time right now. It's a time that you've waited for for a long, long time, and now the waiting ends. The waiting ends. I want to talk for a moment, though, about the difference of preparing for realization. When you're planning to exit, when you're planning to leave, kind of like, well, Sartre wasn't planning on it, but it happened, versus preparing to stay. They're very, very different. You know, coming to realization uh, is something that occurs, but what happens after that is very different. If you're, if you're planning to exit the planet like most of the Ascended Masters have done, there's not the considerations of things like your free energy body, or your light body. There's not the considerations of things like um, uh, your creative expression, which is going to become more and more important. Uh, as you stay here on the planet as an embodied master, one who's kind of planning to leave or just stay here maybe a month or two, they don't, they don't really consider the importance of their creative expression, but that's going to be hugely important and something we're going to talk a lot more about in our upcoming sessions. If you're planning uh, just the death scenario, you don't consider that things like really being true to yourself, uh, we talked about it a little bit in our recent Master's Pause about being true to yourself. Another way of saying it is not tolerating crap anymore, not tolerating the things that you've tolerated for far too long, not compromising with others. 
there's kind of a stereotypic image of an ascended master who's just so um, accommodating of everyone and everything. And uh, that's really not true at all. The, the ascended master and now the master walking in human form is just not tolerant of people's energy feeding, is not tolerant of uh, the imbalances in the outer world that should not be affecting the master in their inner world. The master is not tolerant of uh, people trying to take advantage of them or people trying to uh, really suck their uh, realization out of them. And people will do that. Uh, they can't, it really can't be done, but they're going to try. So it's time now to prepare for being uh, basically an intolerant son of a bitch. Uh, it doesn't mean being nasty. It just means learning to draw very clear and defined lines of what you're going to, what behaviors you're going to accept from others and what you're not. You know, you don't have to worry about tolerance with nature. It is what it is. It doesn't try to take anything from you. As a matter of fact, nature is a giver. You generally don't have to worry about your level of tolerance or putting up with uh, crap from things like your pets. No, they're, they're givers. They, they give, they love. But humans, humans, well, you know it from your experience. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll try to twist you. They'll try to take you. They'll try to uh, get you off of your center point. And the master is intolerant of that. But you don't really have to think about that if you're planning to leave. But with you now, hopefully planning to stay, especially using Sard as an example of, well, you just unless you're very firm about it, you just slip out. We're going to be talking about those things. But there is one thing in particular I want to talk about today. We'll cover some of the rest in our next uh, few sessions. And I'm not very tolerant about this subject, as you probably know as I begin to talk about it. But it's so important. It's so critically important as a lot of Chambra in the next few months are going to come to realization. And it's the whole issue of abundance. I have no tolerance for lack. And I have no tolerance for whining about your lack. I have no tolerance for you blaming it on others. I have no tolerance for you pointing fingers at somebody who has come back to a natural way of abundance where you have simply refused to. It is, I would say, impossible to be a realized master, staying on the planet if you still carry around your lack of abundance issues, and that's all they are, or they're issues. There's something you choose to carry around with you. You insist on it oftentimes. You fight for it oftentimes. You try to belittle others because they're not in a lack of abundance. You try to, to blame them on uh, being some type of aggressors or abusers. But I want you to take a look at it right now. I know quite a few of you are literally right on the verge of realization, but you've got this issue with abundance. Uh, it, you're angered by those who have abundance. Now, uh, yeah, 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 it goes back lifetimes, and it's when there were those who 
uh, were wealthy, uh, the nobles, where they took advantage of others, they took advantage of you, and you know, where a lot of your religious background says that, uh, the, that wealth is uh, a negative thing. And I'm going to be very intolerant with you and say you've got to get over that right now. It's one of the hurdles, one of the blocks in your own coming to realization, and here's why. It has nothing to do with about being rich or poor, nothing whatsoever. Part of it is that those who are in a lack of abundance are choosing it, just like those who are in abundance are choosing it. But there's some, a fundamental issue in all this. The fundamental issue is about letting energy serve you. In other words, there is no lack of abundance if you're allowing your energy to serve you. If you realize that the energy is yours to begin with, it is not anybody else's, not one iota, one, not one droplet of all the energy is anybody else's other than yours. So therefore, naturally, there are no abundance issues other than the ones that you choose to believe in and continue to carry with you. It is your energy. How could there be a lack of abundance? Well, you compare yourself to other people then. You say, well, they have money and I don't. They have it easy and I didn't. Those are all excuses for you holding back on your realization. That's it. Abundance is natural because it's your energy. Abundance is natural because all your energy wants to serve you. It has nothing to do with the amount of money you have in the bank. Although I would have to say, if you're allowing energy to serve you, you got more than you know what to do with. It has nothing to do with the haves and the have nots. That is so yesterday, so yesterday in terms of the way you're thinking and you put yourself in the group of maybe the have nots and, and then you're, you're constantly at battle with those who have it. There is none. There is only the I have it. I am that I am and I have it. I've seen some of the discussions in, uh, among Chambra and in social media about abundance. I've seen some of the finger pointing and some of the name calling and some of the accusations. Those have got to stop now or please, 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 please just leave Crimson Circle entirely. You become kind of a drag on the rest and there are many who are going to be going into realization in these next few months. And in a way, it becomes kind of a drag on them. Now, yes, it is their own energy and their own choice for realization, but because there is a wonderful connection with Chambra, it kind of drags down things at the end. Would you go somewhere else, please, if you insist on the lack of abundance? Go to some other group and come back when you're grown up, when you can handle your own energy serving you abundantly in your life. I'm going to draw the line. I'm going to be intolerant. I'm going to stop even coming around to talk to you. If you're going to continue with this game of lack of abundance, there is none. There is none. Stop it. Get over it so we can all move on and so the planet can move on as well. All you're doing is feeding this whole belief system on the planet there is lack and there is not. All you're doing is adding to the whole 
duality between the haves and the have-nots, and there really isn't. There is no place in the Crimson Circle anymore for those who are allowing themselves to be lacking in their own energy because you're also allowing yourself to be lacking in your own creativity, in your own love, in your own sensuality, in your own feeling of being alive, in your own worthiness. It's not just about abundance. You're using that as kind of the focal point, the the discussion point. It's about all these other things. It's not where we're going. It's not what we want. So either allow your energy to serve you abundantly and stop whining or leave so the rest of us may move on. Thank you. By the way, you're going to find it's fun to be an intolerant master. Yeah, I know many of you have kind of cowered in the past from being so clear. I, I have fun doing it. I, and, and Linda is sitting here off stage, absolutely terribly amused at the whole thing. No, it's, it's actually kind of um, liberating to be that clear. Not, not to mishmash, not to, uh, uh, that was Calder's word, not mine, not to, uh, not to be uh, compromising. So many times you're compromising, and some of you would like me to maybe say, oh, let's all be abundant together, and let's uh, share in the wealth of the world, and I know you had it really tough as a child, and we feel so bad. Bullshit. I mean, uh, Sartre, crap, said Sartre, crap. You know, Sartre was abundant, by the way. Sartre was very abundant. And maybe, maybe he didn't uh, look the part or drive, uh, well, he actually drove a lot of fancy vehicles. You didn't have just like a little um, old uh, Peugeot or something. Sartre was abundant. And maybe he didn't wear fancy clothes, but maybe none of you really do. Uh, but he's saying crap to it. So let's get on with this. It's, it's perhaps, for me, the most irritating thing about the Chambre or those claimed to be Chambre. You can't use that word anymore to define yourself if you're not abundant. Sorry. Abundance is, a, is, a, is an attitude. It's, abundance is a, an acceptance and an allowing. So get over it. And use this also as an example for yourself in your life about no more compromising. Being clear, the the master can sit and do that, and people, instead of being offended, are absolutely really intrigued and amazed by the words, by the clarity, because you're sharing your energy and actually you're sharing your compassion when you're that clear with people. You're not beating them up personally, uh, but you're that clear. It it really cuts through them and cuts through a lot of their macchio. So Shambra. Let's get on with it. Let's go into abundance, your abundance. It's sitting there waiting for you. The engine is running. It's just waiting for you to allow yourself to use it. That clear. That clear. So let's take a deep breath as we kind of do a shift here. We're going to be talking in the next couple of months about some of the things uh, to be very clear about if you're planning to stay. And uh, again, Sartre uh, wants to add a few words, um, and, and I'm not even going to try to have uh, Kaladra imitate his voice or channel him directly, because uh, no, no. Sartre is Sartre. Nobody can imitate that. And, 
But basically, uh, his heart uh, is, is saying to choose what right now as a human, uh, a wise human, whether you're going to stay or leave in your realization. And he said that if you're choosing to stay, even if you find yourself slipping over, uh, really drawn in by the sensual nature of coming to realization, and you find yourself slipping over into the other realms, in other words, dying, he'll be right there, kind of like a big roadblock, saying, crap, go back, go back to earth, as Sartre would do. So uh, one of your first encounters, uh, if you feel yourself sliding over to the other side, uh, one of your first encounters may be Sartre with that look and the t-shirt, go back. <laughs> okay, let's take a deep breath. We've got some important things to do right now. The next three months, the summer of passion and the summer of realization for Shambhur around the world. It's going to happen. It's not a race. <laughs> Sartre tried to race, uh, or, or didn't try to race, felt himself uh, being tumbled into it. He says, no, no, it's, be patient. Just be patient. Many Shambhur are going to realize and allow their realization in these next few months. Some are going to wait a little bit. There's no rush uh, because it's going to happen. Don't have anxiety uh, whether your happens right away, whether it's a little later. Don't have anxiety about it. It's happening. That's why you're here. That's why I had to clear out the others with the uh, abundance disease uh, because I want to talk to you now. You're here and the realization is going to happen. Not it, probably in the way you thought it was going to, but it's going to happen. The realization happens so gently in a way. I mean, you don't have to work at it anymore. I've told you that for a while. Don't work at it. The realization, it just happens. It's like, it's like the breath of the I am and all of its gentleness, and all of its compassion. It's not like a lightning bolt. It's not like a hit in the face. You're right there, and that's all that it takes is just the, really the breath of the I am. Remember a couple of years ago, we had uh, our entertaining discussion about uh, something Calder and Linda brought up from their childhood years, cow tipping. You know, cow tipping, it's uh, uh, well, it's mostly an urban legend, but uh, there's a little bit of truth to it. So the cow is standing up. You know, cows are big animals, and they're kind of half asleep, because actually when a cow literally sleeps, it lays down. But the cow is kind of half asleep, kind of like a lot of humans are on a regular basis. And just there, eyes probably closed, and it's probably chewing its cut a little bit, but it's it appears to be mostly asleep. And you come along and just, gently with your finger, gently, no, no real exertion of force, gently, and the cow tips over. That's cow tipping. I wanted to, to interject that visual because it's kind of the same way right now with coming to realization, not that you're a cow, but the fact that all it takes is a gentle little touch, the breath of the I am, and then suddenly you're there. Uh, no baseball bats are needed, no uh, force is needed, no, no extremes are needed right now. No extremes. Just that gentle breath of spirit. 
So let's do that right now. We're going to be putting on some music, and we're going to have that marab, just that the I am breath. And remember, there's nothing to do. There's, there's nothing to push. It's that gentle breath that prepares you now for your coming to realization. Let's take a good deep breath and begin. I'm not going to say a lot here during this session. Not a lot that needs to be said. It's not a guided meditation. This is simply the I am the breath. The I am breath. And I just ask you to feel it. That's what tips the cow, so to speak. Take a good deep breath. You've been on this journey for so very long now. You have incredible stories. You've had a lot of tears, a lot of heartaches along the way. And now all that kind of comes to conclusion. Now it's just a matter of allowing, like Sartre did. Now it's just a matter of the breath of the I am, feeling that. No struggling, no working hard at it, just allowing right now. It's the purest inside force, not coming from the outside. It's the purest inside feeling. I am the breath. not another thing the human can do to affect and to cause their realization right now other than to allow nothing. breath of the I am comes from within. 
and flows out through all parts of the master and the human. Many of you will come to your realization in these next few months it doesn't happen right then. Have no anxiety because it comes. This isn't a race. If it doesn't come, don't try to start fixing or repairing anything. Just come back and listen to this. Listen to the breath of the I am coming from the deepest parts of yourself, bringing you back together with yourself. No future, there's no what next, it's all in the now. That gentle breath, feeling it and allowing it, the breath of the I am, that brings you now into your realization. It's the dragon that can now open that door, that threshold into realization. All has been forgiven. There's no guilt or shame anymore. You've allowed yourself to receive the forgiveness of the I am. With that, the dragon can open the door. There's no immersing yourself in the disease of lack of abundance. You've allowed that all energy is yours and it's here to serve you. Therefore, 
the dragon can open the door now that that disease has passed. Take a deep breath and release any stress, any anxiety, any anything that might be holding you back. Just release. Right now, just Feel that breath of the I am making its all itself all the way into every part of your humanness. You're ready for your realization. Sartre didn't think that he was quite ready, but he was. You're ready for it. It doesn't take a lot of force now. It doesn't take a lot of effort or work or any of that. Now it's simply about feeling that breath of the I am. breath of the I am is your breath as well. They're the same thing. They're the same thing. Breath of the I am with its gentleness and its clarity.
the breath of the I am with its compassion. It's eternal forgiveness. This breath of the I am is filled with abundance. Breath of the I am is is energy, it's the song of the soul. Eternally abundant. Breath of the I am is creativity for the I am is. It is the creator, and from it comes creativity. Creativity is the ability to be within one's creation and continue it in the most sensual way to experience it with total sensuality, that is creativity, and that comes from the breath of the I Am. Creativity is being within one's own creation claiming it as their own, experiencing it as their own. Now comes the breath of the I am into your life, and it becomes your breath as well. this hour there's nothing to do, nothing to work at other than to allow.
the breath of the I am. It is true. It is true. Where you have walked many experiences and encountered many things in your life, both within and outside of you that were not true, or perhaps masqueraded as being true but never really were, this breath of the I am, it is true. nothing now to push. There's nothing to be anxious about. There's nothing to force. In these next three months, many, many Chambra will come to their realization And then many more after that, many more after that. And with that, following that, a whole wave of new ones, all attracted to this thing called Chamber to Crimson Circle by the work that you've done. All right now let's let's just come back to the breath of the I am. It's kind of that cow tipping, you know, just that light little nudge that's all from the I am. So in just a moment, I'm going to grab Sart. We're going to get out of here, go back to the Ascended Masters Club, see what pranks they have ready for Sart. The music that we played now during this Marab, it'll be available to you. 
just separately. Just a very few words at the beginning and that's it. You'll be able to listen to this anytime and just remember it's the breath of spirit. Nothing else right now. The breath of the I am. These next three months, so many will come to realization. And if you try, if you even try to cross over to the other side, you're going to have to deal with Sartre. Stay on the planet. You're needed right now, right here. With that, my dear friends, we have some really interesting times together. Summer of passion. I look forward to it. With that, I am Adamus of Sovereign Domain. And remember that all is well in all of creation. Thank you. So with that, please stay with the breath, the breath of the I am, the breath of spirit, breathing with all that you are. Not a time for lots of words. Just stay with these feelings so much shared with us. Thank you for being a part of Shout 2020 Passion. We'll be back July 4th, Independence Day. Thank you.